Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this rainy, cloudy Saturday here in Scottsdale, which is rare for us. And uh, admittedly, I don't mind the rain because we get it so seldom, and actually we do need it here. But I will say it is very unmotivating, to say the least. Uh, you forget sometimes being here since it's sunny basically every day and, and how it changes your mood and, and who you are which reminds me of a lot of the messages I get from uh, my people back in the Midwest or where my wife uh, grew up in kind of the Portland, Seattle area. People will shoot me a message and they'll list all their fitness goals. They'll be like, hey, Jeremy, I live in, in you know Wisconsin and my goals are X, Y, and Z. What would you suggest? And I always say, well, I would move for one. And they're like, haha, no, but serious. I'm like, well, I am serious. I'm like, I'm like it's, it's unmotivating to be in this freezing, cold, dark, gray black weather all the time at least for me it was now if you guys love winter you love all the changes of the seasons you love the rain you love the gray kind of cool cold stuff respect if you don't and you're living in those places I have empathy for you because I grew up in that shit for over two decades and I was never a cold person and growing up in Minnesota obviously you're in basically the worst place uh one of the worst places on the planet to be. And it was just a struggle for me all the time. I just, I like being warm, hence why I live in a place where it reaches, you know, excess of the hundreds in the summertime. But I feel the weather, it changes you. If you're living in a place that doesn't play to your strengths and and who you are. And what I mean is people will ask, hey, Jeremy, have you always been this positive and mindful and motivated? And if you guys have listened to me for any amount of time, you know, that's not been the case when I was younger you know, uh, kind of a negative mindset, felt like the world owed me stuff and just, I wasn't the person you're listening to today. Now, part of that is because I'm older and mature and life experience and I have perspective and gratitude for the smallest things. But also, man, I do think the weather plays a big part in it. It, it really does in, in terms of having a healthy lifestyle because here people are, they tend to be more active. They're out biking and hiking and all the outdoor eating and, and patios and places people go it's just more conducive to moving around and being active and being fit i'm not saying you can't be that way in these other places but this is the mecca for it at least how i feel for my personality type and i know like when i was stuck back in the midwest like what a hassle it was to like and this was the daily routine right you wake up it's dark hopefully you have automatic start and your car's in the garage if not you're the person like my broke ass would walk out to the driveway, get your little ice picker, ice off your windshield, turn on the defrost, you know, brush off your headlights with the snow and shit, shovel behind your car or snow blow it just to get to work or to school or where you're going. And then you probably leave those places and it's dark again, which to me is depressing. And then obviously, well, it's like now I got to work out. So then I change into those clothes, drive to the gym, get all sweaty. Now I'm freezing my ass off, get back in my freezing ass car, probably scrape it off again, then drive home and wash, rinse, repeat. It's just It just creates another barrier to be fit and to be healthy. And for a lot of people, that's a big enough barrier for them not to do it. And if you're listening to me and you're like, God, that's my life. He's right. I hate doing that shit. If you can move, um, I would urge you to move. I think you'd be, you know, a little bit healthier, you know, a little bit happier if that's, you know, kind of who you are. So I'm not telling everybody to move who's in these places, but uh, it it did change me. And I don't mean just physically, but, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it's, it's all connected, man. And weather, I I think is a big part of that. And I, I think we don't talk about that enough, probably in fitness in terms of uh, how big a difference I can have, but man, it's, had a huge difference on me and uh, and what I do. So uh, that has nothing to, to do with today's podcast, by the way. It's just kind of where I'm at because it is pouring rain as I'm looking out the window here. And uh, admittedly, I'm tired anyway because uh, I stayed out last night way too late. We had a birthday party here for one of our athletes, Mike. He runs one of the pool companies here and uh, brings a, a lot of his pool guys in here to train with us. And he's been with us for probably seven, eight years. I don't know, something crazy. Sometimes he's here seven days a week, so he's a big part of our community and what we do. Uh, we consider all these people friends. That's the beauty of, of what I do for a living. I don't work with people who suck. And so even though I was, you know, worked about 100 hours last week, I uh, super tired on a Friday night, but you make the effort because they matter. And uh, those are moments I don't want to miss because a lot of our athletes are there, which... 
I consider our friends. So it's nice to connect with them outside the gym, see them wear normal people clothes. They look like adults, not like people who just roll out of a dumpster in their gym clothes. So uh, it's a fun time. And obviously he's a pool guy. So you go to his house and you go in his backyard, which is sick, by the way. And obviously his pool is super dope because he's the pool guy. Go figure. But I share that for the fact of, hey, I'm tired right now. But uh, one of the pool guys who has been with us here as well with him for probably the last five, six years, he uh, got sick recently. And uh, initially when he went in, they said, you have a tumor and it's close to everything, your adrenals, your, your kidneys, your liver. And uh, we don't know how we're going to operate on this. And there's probably a 50-50 chance you're going to even make it through the surgery, which is really fucking scary for anybody to hear. I think the guy is just turning about 50 years old. So, you know, like late 40. So you're not that old to be handed like this 50-50 coin flip of a death sentence, which is, I couldn't imagine, honestly, hearing that or hearing that, you know, one of my friends or family members, well, we heard that about him. We're all sick to our stomachs listening to it in the office. Long story short, he told me the entire story last night, and he, he ended up. He, he looks really great, uh, honestly. Last night when we saw him, he ends up getting a, a, the procedure done over at the Mayo Clinic, where they could do it uh, way less invasive, uh, because the people at the Mayo Clinic, you know, are they're they're gangsters. They're the best, of the best. And uh, they did the surgery. They they took uh, they got the tumor out. Um, he looks great he, he feels you know a thousand times better than he was because he was coming to our workouts and uh he just wasn't feeling himself for, for quite a while and it, so i'll touch on that in a second but you know some of the workouts he would come do and he would puke once or twice during the workouts now our, our workouts are tough but you shouldn't be puking you know once or twice and you know just bile you know was coming up and so he knew something was wrong and eventually he got to the point where he was super sick where you know mike is like hey let me take you in and uh Ends up getting the tumor out. It was 14 inches in diameter, which is pretty fucking big, and it weighed 1.6 pounds. Imagine that you got a tumor inside your body that weighs almost two pounds pushing on your liver and the kidneys, which was causing him all kinds of issues, but his pain tolerance was, you know, kind of worked against him because he, like, he would just gut through it and go to work and come here and work out even though he wasn't feeling you know, ideal, where I think most people that would be crippling and they won't be moving yet, he's, you know, being a stubborn dude and, and gutting through that. And so just to hear his story, I share it because it's a reminder of us. For one, if things don't feel right in your body, go get them checked. Go be getting a physical at least once per year, getting your blood work done, making your health a priority because it's all we have, man. Without that, like this whole show comes to an end. And it's like, if it can be prevented, let's do it. And let's catch things earlier than later. And then two, just appreciate life for how, for how precious it is and start living it like you know it's going to end. And I know we all know that consciously and subconsciously, like it's it's ingrained in us, like you're going to die someday. But we don't live life that way. We, we live life worrying about stupid shit, um, really not prioritizing the things that matter the most or that bring us the most joy. And just know one day you could walk in and they could tell you, hey man, you have a tumor inside of you and it's a 50-50 coin flip. It could be me, it could be you listening, it could be your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, somebody you know. And I don't want you guys to do that. I don't want you to put off things in your life. I want you to go after all the shit you want to go after. I want you to do shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. That's why I say it all the time. It's not just a some catchy bullshit phrase I throw out there. It's because I mean it and I want you to do that. And have perspective and, and gratitude and enjoyment and fulfillment from the smallest things because that's what it is. Now, I could have easily last night said I was too tired you know, to make it after the week that I had, but these people matter. That's a memory that matters. I want to not just show my support, but I want to hang out with them. I think a lot of people think, oh, Jeremy just shows up to show support. Yeah, I do. I go, but these are these people are as close to me as, as, as a lot of my friends at this point. And what I mean is, yeah, my friends, we might share some more inappropriate, although we're pretty inappropriate here. Uh, we might share some more inappropriate stories with my friends and we have different memories and I can maybe say things to them that I can't say to everybody who's here. But the fact is like I work with these people two, three, five, sometimes six, seven days a week. I see these guys. And so they're as much a part of my life as my own mom is or my dad is in fact more so. I only see my dad maybe once a year. I might see my mom maybe twice a year. Um, and I see these guys day in and day out and we learn them and we know their stories and who they are. And so um, that's why I do it. And that's why I share these 
things with you because these people are, are part of who we are and there's some good lessons in there for you guys especially. So if you've been putting off shit, don't because uh, you won't have forever to do it, which finally brings me to today's podcast, nine sayings to keep you going towards everything you want to accomplish and achieve in your life. These are nine things I say to myself that we say to our athletes and our coaching clients here and that you should say to yourself and to your friends and to your family members. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see how tired my eyes are. Man, I look like I'm 60 years old today. Sleep matters. That's a a little side nugget for you guys. The the quality of your sleep does dictate how you look and, and feel, and I need to get some. But with that said... We're talking the nine things, and this can be tied to you know fat loss, gaining muscle, you know being mobile, uh, being fit, being healthy. It's just as much of a mental challenge as it is a, a physical one, in in my opinion. For a lot of these things, obviously you need the physical tools, but your body's pretty resilient, man. Hence, somebody who could live with a two pound tumor in them and now is walking around and is going to be living life probably within a couple weeks like it never fucking happened. So your body is resilient, but all of that comes down to the mental. If you can mentally push through, your body's going to do things that you didn't even think it was capable of. But you can't just wish and pray you know, and think yourself to be healthy and fit and happy. Um, it doesn't hurt you know, to start there. And I'm not a huge affirmation guy. Obviously, if you're in the Midwest right now and you're like, there's no snow, there's no snow. No, there's snow. You got to go shovel it and plow it. But thinking... Uh, positively has a huge impact on everything you do in your life. If you don't believe it, nobody else will. If you don't think it's going to happen, it it probably won't. And to me, just thinking things with no action is obviously worthless, but when you can put action uh, into play, that's going to change everything. And on the same note, even if you're just working towards things, but you're always thinking negative, I think it's going to take you 10 times longer to get there. So that's why I say when we talk about fitness, it's the physical, mental, the spiritual, emotional, they're all tied together. And I think you have to kind of keep each one of them in check um, to get to where you want to go. So the first thing we tell people all the time, the best day to start was yesterday. Well, obviously that's impossible if you're listening to it and you didn't start yesterday. You can't go do it. But the best time to start anything was yesterday. And the next best time to start something is today. Um, You can't reach your goals. You can't accomplish anything. You can't do anything amazing if you never start, if you never try. And I know a lot of people think, you know, Monday is, you know, the magic kind of kickoff day in terms of especially healthy eating or January 1st or tomorrow I'll do it or next week I'll do it or after my vacation I'll do it. But why not just start today? I mean, you'll never have more time in your life than you do right now. I'm going to repeat that again because it's it's a basic phrase and I say it all the time to people. You will never have more time in your life than you do right now to achieve anything, to accomplish anything, to travel the world, to write a book, to get in shape, to call, text, and have fun with your loved ones. You're going to have less time after you watch this than before you started it. You're going to have less time tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. Because your time is running out. We, you might have 66 days left or 66 years left. But either way, you have less of it every second that goes by. So if there's something you want to achieve and accomplish in your life, start now, today, in this moment. Or at least put the first you know, piece into play to get the ball rolling on that. Um, one of the hardest aspects for most people is just failure to launch. They're scared of 19 different things. Uh, Maybe it's too many choices. Maybe they don't know what direction to take, but they don't even start. Um, Especially in fitness. Everybody wants to be fit and healthy and happy, um, but not everybody starts. And you have to stop thinking there's going to be a perfect time and a perfect opportunity to, you know, eat better or to train better or to save money or to travel. Um, The time is now for you guys. Um, and obviously, you know, there's certain seasons of life where certain things are faster or slower. You have to put them on hold, but you can do it if you really want to. And if it's important to you, you start today. The second thing, your friends matter. Your inner circle of people matters. I've harped on this 10,000 times and I'll probably say it 10,000 more before I'm done. You got to surround yourself with people who are going to fan your flame and not piss on your fire. People that are going to pick you up and support you. You want to have a strong 
base of support, you want to be influenced by awesome people around you, not negative people around you. You want people who are not going to judge you and criticize you. You want people in your life who you're not going to have to explain, you know, every decision and choice you make. You want people who are going to accept you for you. You want people who want you to be your own person. You want people who just make you fucking happy. People you enjoy being around and people who have like-minded goals and share the same ideas and dreams and hopes that you do. And so we always say your inner circle matters. And obviously, you know, the Jim Rohn quote, you're the five people, you know, you're the average of the five people you associate with the most. And I, I do believe that to be true. And if you can have a bigger circle than five, then awesome. But really just surround yourself with people who are going to help you get to where you want to be. Number three, your health matters more than anything else. If you're not healthy, nothing else matters. It really doesn't. Imagine the last time you felt sick. You had food poisoning, terrible sinus infection, major surgery, broke a leg, broken arm, or even for this matter, you're super hungover from a night of drinking way too much booze. You literally just lay in bed and you sit there and you pray and you wish. At least if you're me, you do. You pray and you wish to be quote unquote normal. I would say that all the time from like terrible fucking hangovers or when I'm actually like hugging the toilet, puking, praying to die or praying to feel better. And I would, I would literally like pray and be like, please God, um, just make this go away, you know, and I'll never drink again. And you say all this shit, right? Like I'll never drink again. I'll be a nice person. I'll never swear, even though, you know, it's not true. And you'll say it and you'll be like, I just want to feel normal. And you're just like wishing to feel normal because in those moments you realize, wow, my normal health is everything to me. And when it's taken away and when I'm made to feel pain and feel sick and feel like shit, I don't care about anything else. At least that's my experience. So your health matters more than anything else. And I don't just mean the physical health. Obviously, I'm a fitness person, so we're going to talk about that. But your financial health, your mental health, the spiritual health, your emotional health, all of those things matter and they need to be in check. And obviously, you know, the goal is to have a nice balance of all that stuff, but if there's something lagging in your life where you've been putting it on the back burner, take a second, look at an audit, and see like with you know what kind of mindset shift you can do to level up those areas of your life. So if you know, you know, when I when I talk about health, like your financial health, if you know you've been running up an Amex or your credit card's been going crazy or you're behind on payments, stop, set a budget slow things down, make a basic, you know, in and out P&L sheet of your life, if you will, and see some things that you can cut in terms of expenses to lower your monthly overhead and start working on your debt so you can get your financial health to where you want it to be, not just now, but for the future. Same thing with you guys, like emotionally, are there things that you're doing, or again, time back to inner circle, people you're surrounding yourself with, things you're watching, things you're listening to, whether maybe it's the news and you're a person who gets ramped up by all the negative, you know, shit they throw out there, or it's just people in your life who are negative, they're, you know, energy sucks, they're energy vampires, they're a drain to your life, they're not a fountain, they're taking way more from you than you're giving. You have to really look back and say, here are the areas of my life in terms of health, my financial health, my mental health, my spiritual health, emotional health, and my physical health. What am I going to do to make these areas be optimal in my life? Because if, if, if you know in the physical body, right, that's why I use the physical health because it's the easiest. If you're puking and you feel like shit, you're going to do everything you can to remedy that to feel healthy and normal. If you're financially struggling, if you're emotionally struggling, if you're mentally struggling, and those things are dragging you down, you might not physically feel it, but although you might. The crazy thing is, is that when you have these issues, like a major financial thing comes up, a major emotional thing comes up, that can manifest itself physically, for sure. I, I've worried so much before I've made myself sick. I have worried so much before I've made myself throw up. That has happened before in my younger years of life. That's why I tend, as I get older, not to give a fuck. A, because when I realize most of the things in life we worry about are not critical and they really don't matter. And 99% of the shit that's going on is irrelevant in the big picture of our lives. And it's, you know, what I always say, is it going to be a problem a week from now, a month from now, a year from now? And then based on that, that's kind of how I prioritize it. And I'm like, well, if it's a problem today, but it won't matter in a month from now, why am I going to sit and worry about it and let it steal joy from me? 
But we can get so worked up about money stuff, it can make us physically sick. It starts to create ulcers and stress in, in a myriad of different things, which now affects our physical health. That's why I tie all these things into the podcast. I'm not trying to say I'm an expert on everything. Um, if I am an expert on anything, it's, it's on feeling good. I'm an expert on trying to create an ecosystem and an environment in your life where you feel you're most inspired, motivated, and healthy. And so if you know one of those things is really fucking with you and messing with you, you can clean it up. And it can affect everything else in your life positively. It's like dominoes. It can go great or it can go shitty real quick. So your health matters. Next one. You have to practice patience with all of these things. Practicing patience is, what's that, number four? That's the takeaway. So we use health and fitness, but I'll use finance too for this regard. If it took you 10 years to rack up car loans, credit card debt, student loans, a giant mortgage, and you know maybe you got a boat and some other stupid toys that you're financing, to think that you can erase all that debt and clean all that up, in 30 days is probably not going to happen, especially for you guys if you're chewing on, you know, $30,000 of, of car loans. You got a $400,000 mortgage you still owe on. You got $66,000 of student loans and your Amex is at, you know, 8000 Unless you're making, you know, a million bucks a month, it's probably going to take you more than 30 days to clean all that stuff up. So you have to practice patience. You can have a sense of urgency in terms of paying off that debt and budgeting and trying to, you know, chip away at it, depending on how big a shovel you have, you can get out of it pretty quick. But if it took 10 years to do, you probably can't get rid of it in 30 days. It's the same thing with fitness. If it took you 10 years to gain 30 pounds of shit weight, to think that you can erase that in 30 days is crazy. Now, the awesome thing about these examples is you can get rid of all those problems a lot faster than it took you to get them, but it's going to take this Herculean effort. It's going to take this, you know, almost, you know, snowball speed effect to get things moving. I go, but you have to be patient with the results. Yeah, it might have took you 10 years to pile on the shit weight and you probably can't get rid of it in 30 days, but you probably can in six months or you probably can in 12 months. So again, it's like a 10 to one ratio. It's pretty good. And so again, if it took you guys a while to, you know, put the weight on and get yourself into debt, it's going to take a while to get it off and to get your finances back to where they need to be. And that's okay. A lifetime of, of shitty habits don't usually go away in a handful of seconds. But if you're diligent over time with your habits, rituals, and routines, those things do go away and they do improve and you do get better. Um, so again, your, your current situation in life, wherever you're at, your current you know, uh, physical body, your current financial state, your current, you know, career status, your current educational status, all of those things are accumulation of the choices that you've made up to this point. But if you're consistent with working them the other way, amazing things can happen a lot faster than the hole that you dug. You can get out of a lot quicker, but probably not as quick as you want. So again, the takeaway is practice patience. Number five, the worst it will be is today. The worst shape that you're going to be in is today. If you make a choice to commit to be better moving forward, the worst financial state you'll be in is today. If you make the commitment today to get out of debt and to move forward, the worst person you are is the person you are today. If you make a commitment to personal development, to be a better human, to not be an asshole, to be kinder, to have more gratitude, to have more perspective, you fill in the blank. If you commit to making a change today, that is the worst you're going to be on all levels. And that's what you have to tell yourself. Now, the hardest part of, of anything is establishing the day-to-day -day routine, right? Um, and, and you can't give up when you get frustrated. And like anything, you're not going to start out and be the healthiest person in the world. If you're a natural overspender, you're not going to start out and be the most diligent, saver, budget-friendly human in the world. All these things take time. Whether it's getting past, you know, the first week uh, of a new eating protocol and or like a new eating diet, if you will. When I say diet, I just mean like your lifestyle of eating. And typically the first week is the hardest. If you're used to eating fast food seven days a week and eating, you know, 200 grams of sugar, to cut all that stuff out, the first week is like you detoxing kind of from, from drugs, if you will, right? Because you were addicted to food. And again, I know they're not the same, but... It, it's it's a detox, if you will. Like you're coming off of an old habit and you're exchanging it for a new one. That's tough to do. 
And so the first week might be the toughest, especially if you start a new workout routine. You guys are training and you're going through, you're going to be super sore. If you've done nothing and all of a sudden you did 100 squats yesterday, your hamstrings, your glutes, and your ass are going to be tight. When you send the toilet, you're going to be like, you know, a 90-year-old grandma getting up and down. That's okay. You got to get through that first initial week. Same thing with the money stuff. If you're used to just not setting a budget and just spending, spending, spending frivolously, and now you go to the grocery store with, with 75 bucks and your cart's full with $108, you're going to have to start putting shit back. That's going to be tough for you to do if you've never really done budgeting on the spot or set a monthly or weekly or daily budget, whatever you do. But just know um, every day, you know, every workout, every meal, every chance you get to, you know, spend money or save money, um, it's going to get a little bit easier and you're going to make a little bit more progress over and over and over again. And then eventually you just wake up and you're a fitness person. You're a person who works out routinely. You're a person who eats right routinely. You're a person who budgets money routinely. Whatever the goal is, just know it's not going to be easy. If it was, everybody would do it. But just know the worst day is today. This is the worst you'll ever be. And I tell people all the time when they come in and they get frustrated when they step on the scale and they look at their goals and they're like, oh, you know, I really wish I would have lost more weight today. I really wish I would have looked better. I'm like, well... If this is the most you ever weigh, if fat, if weight loss is the goal, or they look in the mirror, I'm like, well, if this is the worst you're ever going to look, you're doing okay. If you know this is the rock bottom and every day your habits are consistent moving forward, you're only going to get better and improve. And in life, I believe this, there is no staying the same. It is an uphill battle. That is life. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see it. Either you're sliding backwards or you're making progress forward. You can't coast going uphill. You only slide back down. That's why I say with your efforts daily, with the rituals and routines, either you're moving ahead or you're going backwards. And only you know with the effort you put in, which way you went today. Next one, you're in control. You have to tell yourself this with everything. You're in control of your money and your spending and your budgeting and your income. Nobody controls where you work. Nobody controls what you do. It's 2020. You have access to the internet and a phone. You can get any education that your brain capacity can handle. So you're in control of your life with your money, your spending, your budgeting. You're in control of your eating. Nobody else dictates what you eat. I don't give a shit. If you're a grown adult and you live on your own, you can eat what you want. If you're a grown adult and you live with your parents, well, get a job and live on your own so you can eat what you want, right? Or just make a healthy choice when you're at home if you're still living with mom and dad. You control what you drink. Nobody's forcing you to drink booze. You might have some drink pushers as friends, but tell them to grow the fuck up. They don't sit and force you to eat oatmeal. You don't sit and force them to take athletic greens. So why are they forcing you to take shots of Jagger at the bar? I never understood that. It's just the dumbest thing in the world. But you're in control of it. You can either give into the peer pressure or not. But you control what you eat, what you drink, how you spend your money. You control all your lifestyle choices. Nobody else does. And most importantly, those choices don't control you. We sometimes give away our power. Now, obviously, if you guys are battling addiction or something, I have empathy for you. That's something outside of this. But for the rest of us, you are in control of those things. Now, they might feel like they have a hold on you, but you are the one who's in control. A lot of times, it just comes down to us selling ourselves on the reasons why we should or shouldn't do something in the moment. Now, that's the biggest key. You can eat perfect, right, the whole day, eat amazing, all real food, all this awesome stuff, and you can tank it in 60 seconds. And what I mean by that is like I could eat within my macro ranges, everything could be in check, it could be perfect, all real food, and then there's eight cinnamon rolls at my house, and I can crush eight cinnamon rolls in 60 seconds. And that sucks, because all this effort was put in, and not that the whole day is wasted, but now I went from like a calorie deficit of fat loss was the goal, and now I'm at this huge surplus, and I'm like, well, fuck, those cinnamon rolls are really good, but was it really worth it? Because in that moment... I would have to have sold myself on the reason why to do it or not to do it. And that's where the battle starts with most people. And that's where you're not going to be perfect at first. You're going to lose a lot of those, especially when you guys are start to making real changes in your life. But over time, if you win one out of 10 and then you win two out of 10 and three out of 10, all of a sudden you become this person with this mental strength. Just like you train your biceps or your chest or your legs, you train the physical body, you're training your mind to win those decisions in the moment. And that's the key. So the next time you're at happy hour, the next time you have pizza or cinnamon rolls, the next time you're at, you know, your favorite store and you want to run your credit card and you're trying to be on a budget or you're trying not to drink or eat shit, you have to sell yourself on the reason in that moment why it's important for you not to do it and why you can delay the gratification for a later day to enjoy the pizza, to enjoy the drinks, to enjoy the thing when you actually have the money for it so you don't charge it and run up more fucking debt in your life. 
It's winning those little moments. That's what separates the people who do things and the people who don't do things. That's what separates the people who keep going and the people who quit and give up and start over and over and over again and lack progress. It's you have to sell yourself in the moment of why I should or shouldn't do something. And we can always justify it any way we want. Well, I had a rough day. I need a couple of drinks. Eh, my boss was an asshole. I should eat some pizza. It'll make me feel better. Eh, my husband or wife is going crazy. Let me go rack up a new pair of shoes. Even though in the moment those things feel good and amazing and great, it's just digging the hole even deeper for you to get out of. And you might be in a two-foot hole today, but if you do those things that are going against everything you want over time, all of a sudden you find yourself in a 10-foot hole. And you're like, fuck, it's way harder to get out. So winning those little moments is the key. Um, it's a little bit out of time. It's, it's mind over matter for a lot of you guys. Um, successful people in everything control this. They control the mind first, and then they control the physical body. And during the journey for a lot of you, um, you're going to have to literally fight uh, so many factors, and we've talked about this on a different podcast about the pressures of being fit socially with people, um, but just know the key is you're in control of your own thoughts, you're in control of your own goals, you're in control of what you want to do, and you have to practice that self-control um, over time again and again and again, and eventually the success is going to it is going to follow it. The success is going to come if you keep practicing this high level of discipline, if you keep practicing this high level of self-control over and over and over again. But again, it's not going to be easy, but all you have to keep telling yourself is that you are in control. Nobody else. Next one on my list, number seven. You didn't come this far just to come this far. And I do love this quote. You didn't come this far to just come this far. Now, obviously, most of us want things done in you know a day, um, and, and some things you can. But again, like I said, it, it's discouraging, you know, when people look at their progress and they're like, "Oh, I've only lost twenty-two pounds," or "I've only gained six pounds of muscle," and they fail to realize all the amazing changes that have happened thus far to this point. And that's why I tell people if it's a fat loss journey or weight loss journey, take a snapshot every single day of what your body looks like and um, what it started out on day one, day two, day three, day four. And we have clients here who have done that. And over the course of the year, they're like, holy shit. Exactly. Because along the way, you'll get a little bit discouraged. You'll think that things are stalling because we want progress to be this even baseline where you lose half a pound a day every single day. And it doesn't work that way. And you guys know that. And the same thing with like with paying off debt. And I'll share... That'll probably be the next podcast. If I do one tomorrow, we'll do one tomorrow. But if I the next podcast will probably be Heather and I uh, sharing us paying off our house, which we're going to try to do this week, actually. So I'm pretty jacked about that. But with that, on the you know our journey to be 100% debt free and not have a house payment, it's not like nothing happened along the way to, to kind of hold up that progress, right? Like it's not like oh all of a sudden we got to do some home repairs or all of a sudden like you know I get two flat tires all of a sudden like she has to get a new water pump or certain things are going to happen that are going to slow that progress down so maybe if we thought we're going to get ten thousand dollars closer this month we only got eight thousand dollars closer because we had two thousand dollars of just what I call basic adult shit happen where it delayed our progress and that's okay but what am I going to do quit because it slowed down a little bit and I'm going to give up no I'm not going to give up. You simply just keep moving forward and you try to keep a positive mindset and realize, yeah, we want it to be $10,000 closer, but we're only $8,000 closer, but I'm still, should we not be proud of ourselves and keep a positive mindset moving forward because we chunked down $8,000 of debt we didn't have before? That's an amazing accomplishment. It's the same thing for you guys. If you're trying to track fat loss, right? If your goal is to lose 10 pounds in the month, but you only lost seven, what, you're going to be fucking mad and pissed? That you only lost seven pounds. It's a great accomplishment. You should pat yourself on the back, stay positive, and then just keep things moving forward. What are you going to do? Just quit? Because you didn't, quote unquote, reach the goal in time? Most of our timelines for goals are arbitrary anyways. And so even if my wife and I, if this had taken us 10 months longer uh, than it did, is that a failure? No, it's not a failure. Things happen, but we kept moving forward. We put our head down. We just kept making progress over and over and over again. And so when you're doing something, if you're if you have a goal, you didn't come that far just to come that far and just quit and give up. Because what what's the especially in terms of health and fitness, what's the option? Just quit, stop eating healthy, stop exercising, 
stop sleeping, right? Stop taking care of yourself. Just punt it. Eat pizza, drink booze all day, and lay on your ass. It sounds fun for like a day, but we know where that road goes. It's the same for everything else in life. The only way you can ensure you won't be successful is if you quit. The only way to ensure you will not make it is just to completely quit. Everybody else who's still in the ring has a fighting chance. It's the guy who lays there, has no fucking hope. It's the guy that never even walks into the ring, has no hope. It's the person who walks out of the ring and quits and gives up. And he taps and he says, I'm done, I can't take it. But if you're in there and you're still standing, you have a fighting chance to keep making progress. And I promise you, if you don't quit on yourself, if you're not negative, if you just keep a positive mindset and you keep being diligent and consistent with everything in your life, you can get there. It might be slower than you want. The end result might not look exactly the way that you thought it would look or as quick as you thought it would look, but I promise you, you can get there if you keep working. But if you quit, I can assure you it will never happen. And the last one, you got to remember peaks and valleys with all this stuff. Uh, Any goal that you're trying to achieve, it's probably not linear especially fat loss. Fat loss is not linear. You're not going to lose a half a pound every single day for an entire year. You might lose five pounds one week, zero pounds the next week, two pounds the next week, one pound the following week. What does it really matter if the accumulation is you're getting to where you want to go? But we think of that, especially with fat loss, and that's why I think the scale is a shitty metric, and I've talked about that a million times. But even if it is, like an example I gave for my wife and I, us paying off debt, it's not always just you know point A to point B to point C to point D. Sometimes there's little detours, peaks and valleys, if you will. Some months go better than expected. Some months go worse than expected. And we have a saying that we use in our 47-day transformation, um, no excuses, just adjustments. Don't make excuses of why things didn't happen. You just make adjustments moving forward. You can make excuse, oh, well, my kid was sick or you know my boss made me stay late or whatever. That's an excuse. Or the adjustment could be, well, my workout was going to be 44 minutes. It was 22 minutes instead. That's not an excuse. You made an adjustment and got the workout in. Or, well, I was stuck at the airport and I only had you know these fast food places at the terminals. Well, you could sit there and eat all the fries and all the bullshit. Or you can make the best choice possible. Order just the meat. Order just the chicken. Scrap that. Grab the salad versus the potatoes or whatever the thing is. You didn't make an excuse, you made an adjustment, and you did the best with what you could in that slot, in that scenario you were stuck in. But a lot of people think, well, if it's not this perfect line, I'm a complete failure. I'm not a perfectionist, clearly. I send out and put out so much shit that is so far from perfect, but I don't give a fuck. If most of it is perfect and it's to the best of my ability in the time I had, and if I know better, I do better, I'm okay with having a mistake here or there. That's, it's human to error. So especially with with fat loss and weight loss, it is not linear. Successful fat loss is like one giant peak and valley, right? It's like a one big windy road. It's it's a cascade of mountains, if you will. And a lot of that is due to a million things that are happening in your life. Male, female, obviously we differ a ton. If you're having, you know, that time of the month, if it's menopause, some of you guys have, you know, a ton of water and hormone fluctuation for sure. Uh, certain traveling events, lifestyle events, things that go on, uh, how your body reacts to certain foods, if you had a great week of workouts or a shitty week of workouts, if you had good sleep, if you had bad sleep, all those things are going to factor into the weight loss. But if you look at it in a scope of not day-to-day, which people do with fat loss and weight loss, we look at it from a day-to-day standpoint. Look at it like from a, I mean, I could say week-to-week, but really like a month-to-month, you know, like quarter-to-quarter half year to half year, year to year sequence. Now, obviously, if you guys want to track it, that's fine. But beating yourself up because you got in the scale every day and you're like, oh, I gained two pounds yesterday. Unless you ate like a complete asshole, you didn't gain two pounds in a day. It would be hard for me to gain two legit pounds in a day. Now, obviously, the scale can go up. Glycogen can fill up. I could have my intestines and colon pack with a bunch of you know shit that's still in there that hasn't pushed out my butt yet. But you didn't really gain two pounds. You're not eating like 10,000 calories in a day unless you just lay on your ass and do nothing. So you have to understand those things factor into it. That's why I say most of your goals are not linear, especially fat loss. You guys, you need to measure progress 
in a different way with all of these things. And this is not just tied to fitness. Um, you have to have multiple measures of progress and success. And that will help you, A, not be beat down, not be sad, not be depressed, not be discouraged. It'll keep you fucking motivated regardless of if one metric is down and the others are up. And that's why I say the scale sucks as much as it does because people use that as like the holy grail, right? So if the scale isn't showing what they want it to show, they think they're a failure. And, and that, that can be further from the truth. There's a lot of things in, on a fat loss journey. Have you been trying harder? Have you been making better food choices? Are your habits, rituals, and routines better? Are you more active? Do you have better mobility? Do your clothes fit better? Do you have a better attitude? All of those things I listed are way more important than if the scale said 156 or 152, who gives a shit? If all those other things are a success, you won. It's like when we judge careers, right? We judge careers by, oh, well, so-and-so makes this amount of money. They're successful. Or, well, I guess they financially do well. And that's all relative too, right? Some people think if you make 100 grand a year, you're successful. Some people think if you make 250, you're successful. Some people think you have to be 400 a year. Who are we to judge that? But yet we'll say, oh, so-and-so does this for a career, they're successful. No, the terminology is wrong. They financially might be successful, but if they fucking hate their life and their work-life balance sucks and they can never see their kids or their family or travel and they're stuck at this job and they're trapped there, is that success? I would argue the other way. So when I talk about that, it's all peaks and valleys, right? Like you can't just have one measure of progress and one measure of success with anything in life. There's always more to the story than just this one lane. We tend to focus on it. And what we do as humans is we focus on the mistake and the flaw, not the things going right. I always use the example. When I send out an email, I could write 10,000 words, but if I have one misspelled word, people are like, Hey, did you know you spelled this wrong? I'm like, yeah, I spell like a 12 year old. I'm surprised. Like, you know, spell check couldn't get it, but we don't focus on the, the, you know, 9,999 positive words. We focus on the one word that's missing. And we do that in society on a whole different topic. We beat people up for a mistake and we kind of dismiss all the positive, awesome shit they've done. We do this as humans. We look at our body and not the 19 things we love on our body. We find the one body part or the one thing we don't like and we stare at it and we're negative about it. And we let that run us down. And we let it depress us and make us sad. It's fucking wrong. It's a bad way to live your life. And so that's why I talk about that. When you're talking about progress and success and happiness, if you will, it can't just be one narrow lane you know, you're know, you letting that ride on. Because what you're probably doing is you're focusing on the one negative and not the 10,000 positives. And the last thing I'll leave you guys with here before we go is number nine. You can do damn near anything if you try. You can accomplish damn near anything if you try. And I say near anything because the reality is some things just aren't going to happen. Um, and I, I posted this the other day and not that long ago. And I, it was a quote. It was like, it doesn't matter if you're 19 or you're 97. You have the rest of your life to accomplish whatever you want to get done, which is true. Whether you're 19 or 97. And some guy messaged, well, what if I'm 97 and I want to be a pro athlete? Well, that's an asshole answer. Like, uh, clearly, that's not going to happen. But honestly, dude, even if you were 17, you're probably not going to be a pro athlete anyway. The, the stats just weren't in your favor. But that's why I say damn near anything. As much as I want to be, you know, you know, play right next to Randy Moss for the Minnesota Vikings, it just genetics weren't on my side. It wasn't going to happen. I didn't have the juice, and I was never going to be Michael Jordan and jump from the free throw line and dunk a basketball. As gifted as I am as a human, that was never in the cards for me. So that's why I say you can accomplish damn near anything if you truly try. Um, But like I shared earlier in the podcast, if you don't try, you won't be successful. If you don't take a chance, it'll never fucking happen. If you don't put yourself out there and, you know, be vulnerable and give it your best effort and just sell out to the process, you will never accomplish your goals and nothing will happen for you. That's the only way I can guarantee it won't. But for the rest of you, You're already successful in other things in your life, whether you're a great accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a parent, you're a great brother, you're a great sister, you're a great golfer or a writer or a singer or whatever your thing is. You're already successful and good at other things in your life. And if you want to go on a smaller level, most of you are successful at brushing your teeth, hopefully. Most of you are successful at wiping your ass. The basic human skills you guys have mastered already. And all you're doing is taking those things and reverse engineering them and say, well, how did I get good at these? Well, most of those are are, are basic, simple skills, but the more advanced ones aren't. You already know the process and the pieces into play, but all you have to do is you have to try. 
And you have to be consistent with your daily efforts, rituals, and routines in order to get there. And again, what happened in three months? No. What happened in a year? Maybe depends what the goal is. But if you're consistent over time and it matters to you and you give a shit about it, you guys can accomplish damn near anything if you try. And there's no reason like why you just can't give your best effort every single day. Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. That's all you can do at the end of the day is, is effort. And effort's between you and you, nobody else. So when you lay your head down at night, when you wake up in the morning and you ask yourself, hey, am I willing to give everything I can today in order to accomplish these goals? And if the answer is yes, and you do that consistently more often than not, you guys will be successful at damn near everything in your life. And even if you shoot for the fucking moon and you come up short, as the saying goes, you'll still be amongst the stars. If your goal was to be a billionaire and you fail miserably and your net worth was 130 million bucks, I think you'll be okay. You know, if your goal was to be the best parent possible and I don't know how you quantify that, but you failed miserably and you were the number eighth best parent on the planet, I think your kids are going to be okay. I think they're going to have a pretty badass life. If your goal is to get in the best shape physically possible for you, you're going to get there. If you just try and give it effort. And even if you're like, well, my goal is to get six pack abs and have them every single day and you failed and you got to be the healthiest, happiest, most badass version of yourself possible, but you didn't have shredded abs 365. I think that's a pretty great accomplishment and that's something to be applauded and that's something to be commended. And I think that's something that people will look up to and they'll have admiration for. And this is a side note personally here for me. I don't always look at the end goal for people. Um, yeah, that's impressive for sure. When I see people who build things and do things and create things, I, I look at it and I'm like, well, it's super cool. What I look at is how did they get there, wherever they're at, whether it's they're at the pinnacle, they're here, they're here. I look at their daily efforts and I look at where they started and where they are now. So if their goal is to build the next Amazon and they failed miserably and they ran a small business and that business profited a million dollars per year, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Like when you, when you see people doing things from that grassroots level and they're starting from the ground up and they started here and maybe their goal is to be here, but they only ended in the middle, right? So their goal is to make it all hundred yards and they killed themselves and they maxed out their genetic gifts and their efforts and their talents and they only ended at the 80 yard line. That's commendable, man. That's effort. And that's between you and you. And if you wake up every day and you try your best with the gifts that you have and you use all the resources possible and you end up in a really good position, even if it wasn't quote unquote where you thought it should be, that's success. That's something that I admire and I look up to that shit more than almost anything else. It's not the people who are the most genetically gifted or the people who tend to have you know the biggest results or the most progress or the most famous. It's the one who tried the hardest. It's the ones who made the biggest improvement. The ones who you know, were just willing to keep working over and over and over again. Those are the people I look up to the most and I have the most respect for. And oddly enough, over time, if you do that over the course of you know decade after decade after decade, you're also the people that everybody knows and everybody sees and everybody looks up to because you're leading from the front and it didn't come easy to you. And uh, we appreciate that as humans, or at least I do. So take this podcast for what it is, you guys. That was nine ways or nine sayings rather uh, to keep you going when things get tough and you want to quit, maybe pack it in and just not keep moving towards your goals. And obviously, you know, on a whole, you know, side note, there's some things in life that we're just not meant to do. There's some things in life that we suck at and we just have to punt. If my goal was to be a math professor at the college level, I would hope somebody would came by and punch me in my face and said, hey, dumbass, you can barely add. So this is probably not the career for you. Play to your strengths. And so if you're trying to fit a you know square peg into a round hole, um, it's probably not the best case scenario. It's okay to change lanes, but I would say try something. Give it an honest effort for a good amount of time. And if you've gained no traction, made no improvement, and everybody in the world telling you you suck at it, um, it might be time to take your talents to do something different and change lanes. But if you're talking about the basic things here in life, to be healthier, to be happier, to be more mobile, to eat better, to have better drinking choices, to not be in debt, to be a better parent, to be a better you know husband, wife, to be a better coworker, just to be an awesome human, anybody can do that. And anybody can make progress at those things with these nine simple sayings that you could tell yourself every single day just to keep you moving forward. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. 
what else do I got going on here? Reminder, our 30 days of manual mobility is kicking off here in a handful of days. We are offering a podcast listener discount code for that. So if you guys are interested, shoot me a message. I'm happy to send you the podcast code so you can do 30 days of mandatory mobility with me. Help you guys you know, move better and feel better, become loose, improve the tissue quality, get rid of some of those you know, aches and pains and a lot of the shit you have holding you back from being physically active. I know I say it all the time, but mobility matters. The one thing you can take with you for the rest of your life. So hit me up for that. I'm happy to share it. And uh, other than that, yeah, I think uh, if I can podcast tomorrow, I will quick. Otherwise, I'm going to bring Heather on. Our goal is Wednesday, you know, knock on wood to uh, hopefully pay our house off and be 100% debt free. And we'll share the numbers with you. We'll share the story. It's been a journey of the last 14 months that we have given up and sacrificed a lot, um, even more than I ever have before in my life. So I will share all of that with you, the good, the bad, uh, and the ugly. But uh, it's it's nice uh, to be in this position. And uh, I'll drop that on you because I know a lot of you have asked and uh, been super cool about it. And so thank you guys for uh, uh, you know checking in and asking and saying that you do care about that kind of stuff because it's, uh, it's a rare thing to do. And uh, I'll, I'll talk about that more in detail when uh, when we get to it. But uh, And then hopefully you guys don't have to hear me talk about it anymore because that'll be just a, a past chapter of my life and could be on to the next goal and the next thing. And uh, along the way, I, I said to myself a lot of the things I just shared with you guys, and that's where these, these podcasts come from. Either they come from friends and family and, and stories or uh, my own personal you know journey and struggles and, and how I get through the things that uh, I want to achieve and accomplish. And we're all the same at the end of the day. We spend so much time you know, funny enough, trying to be unique, but we're all so, so similar at the end of the day in terms of uh, what we're trying to do on this earth. And uh, if we can help each other out, which hopefully this podcast does for you guys, um, it's my gift to you. And so if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment. Whatever you think about the podcast, I would appreciate it. If you're on a MacBook or your iPad, click the iTunes icon, hit ratings and reviews, and five star it and leave that comment for me. And if you think this can help anybody whatsoever, share it on your Instagram story, on your Facebook, on your LinkedIn, via email, and obviously tag me in it. I'm happy to chime in and chat with you guys anytime I can. So I got to go home, lay down, man. This 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 weather, man. I don't know how you guys do it. It um. It's doing a number on me today, so maybe I'll go lay down and take a nap with my dog and uh, see where the rest of the day takes me. I like to live dangerous. So uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.